We in Transformed have, have come to understand that people will, will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life, people from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups extremely worldly, fleshly broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional, will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It is very hard to help someone who is intoxicated, so we encourage anyone that has used today to please speak with the Transformer after the gathering. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that may be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know you're in the right place. You're safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances, one scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, a repossession of a car, a home, foreclosure, one struggle with homelessness, or even a house fire where all personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, death of a loved one, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and pains is as endless as addictions, false or idols, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person share empathetically, understanding that some may be understandably quite rough around the edges. Their language may be offensive as they may not have yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, cursing, swearing, or lascivious talk. We ask you to long suffer with those still working on the perfecting of their potential dysfunctional, drug-damaged, or destroyed abusive character. We ask as you share to refrain from inappropriate speech, but we must all be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may have never opened up a Bible before and may have no clue who the Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or the Ruach HaKadosh. All we, we can never assume that someone is at the same place in their relationship with the Creator. Well, I'm sorry. We can never assume that anyone is at the same we can never assume that everyone is at the same place in their relationship with the Creator. Some may not know Him at all. Some may, in fact, have had bizarre church experiences whereby the spirit of love was pursuing them, but yet could not receive that love or may have rejected Yah, love, as He was trying to save them. We cannot possibly begin to stop, censor, or filter anyone's sharing. There is a saying that truly applies in transform. We cannot become so heavenly-minded that we are of no earthly good. Staying relatable will assist us in working sacred scripture, step 12, which is essentially helping others correctly in the standard of leadership. Step forth for transformers in the sacred scriptures. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to move into our seventh bodybuilder, our Ahava, or love offering. This offering goes to support the radio and prison ministries, our faith favor farms, and Houses of Worship, and our Yahability Ministries. Because we, as ministers of truth, and as transformers, don't take a salary. That's not what we do. We build house groups, or house churches, Houses of Worship. So we are very nomadic in nature. We're constantly moving around. Well, almost constantly anyway. And we're not focused on building a big property or gathering a bunch of people 
Um, we believe in small groups. That's the way they did it in the old in the New Testament. That's the way we're going to do it. But that doesn't mean our outreach has to be small. That doesn't mean our impact has to be diminished. But that does still mean that we need help. That Yah has given us the benefit of giving of giving back to Him through several commands that we give an offering to make sure that the needs of his house, of his his mishpacha, are met. Malachi 3.8 says, Will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, what have we robbed you? Abiyah responds with, In the tithe and in the offering. And because of it, you're cursed for the curse. For the nation, all of it, you are robbing me. You see, what happened is they grew they grew up knowing that these were the right things to do, these were the right actions to take. These were standard operating practices of the day. And the nation as a whole, well, pretty much the nation as a whole was supposed to practice these things. When they stopped, they would notice that things would begin to slow down. They would get sluggish. Maybe it was the economy relations between them and other countries. Yeah, you name it. However, Yah decided it was going to happen. It happened because they stopped living by faith. They stopped living in obedience. Yah says, bring all the tithe. And I'm assuming was what it says in the first verse, offering would be included in that. Just bring all the tithe into my storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now with this, says Yahweh of hosts, whether I will not open the windows of Shamayim for you and pour out a berukata until there is no sufficiency of room to store it. And I will rebuke the devourer for you and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground against you, nor shall your vine miscarry against you in the field, says Yahweh of hosts. And all nations shall call you Berchot, for you shall be a delightful land, says Yahweh. Your words had been strong against me, says Yahweh. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is vanity to serve Elohim. And what profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked as mourners before you, or before Yahweh of hosts? And now we are calling the arrogant Berchot. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, they also test Elohim and escape. Then those fearing Yahweh spoke together, each man to his neighbor. And Yahweh gave attention and heard, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and for those esteeming his name. Now, you almost have to ask yourself, how did that fear and esteeming his name translate into action? And I'm going to assume, and I could be wrong, that it had something to do with tithing the offering. After that verse where it says, and a book of remembrances was written for him, for those who feared Yahweh, and for those esteeming his name, and they shall be mine, says Yahweh, he takes possession, for that day I will make up my treasure, and and I will pity them as a man has pity on his son who serves him. So you're almost seeing a picture painted here of 
two sons, a prodigal son and one who stayed and did what he was supposed to. Now, Yahweh being Yahweh, he kind of flips the script here, but it's to, it's to show that his favor that his favor never completely is lifted. Because then he says, then you shall return and see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between him who serves Elohim and him who does not serve him. So there's an option to come back. There's an option to Yeshua to repent and to begin serving him and start doing things the way he wants you to. And that's by surrendering the tithe and the offering with a grateful heart, not grudgingly. Second Second Corinthians two or Second Corinthians nine, six and seven says that we're to give liberally. Because he that gives liberally will also receive liberally, as opposed to the previous the, the prior warning in that same scripture where it says there will be those that will that will give sparingly and they'll reap sparingly. Which side of that equation would you rather be on? I'd rather I'd rather receive liberally, but that's going to re- that is going to require changing heart and mind in order you know to translate into giving liberally. If you're here, if you've been here on a regular basis, and you're grateful for what you hear, and you feel like you're being taught. You feel like you're being fed. And if you feel like Transformed Recovery, RIP 2.0 is serving you well, then we would invite you to to pay a visit to give.yahweh.love. That'll take you to our PayPal portal. Or you can snail mail a check or money order for whatever amount the rock puts on your heart. To Love Inc. P.O. Box six eight one three eight Phoenix Arizona eight five zero eight two. Or it's probably going to be easiest for everybody would be by simply texting seven 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 to four four three two one, and that'll do it again for your benefit, not solely for the purpose of a possible return but because it's the right thing to do help us out with a love gift you will benefit from it Abiyah's word has never failed so long as it's applied with the proper heart So as I was saying, I am Shalak Scribe, and I am glad to be here. I am grateful today that I was able to make contact with a few people concerning other enterprises that I've got. I am in the marketplace ministry field, working in health and wellness. Um, And I was able to reach out to a a few people that way, and I've got a couple of positive responses. Uh, so I'm grateful that that's moving forward. I was able to run a uh, 
I pack a life wave patches out to my uh out to my mom. She's knocking on eighty and she's looking for a little bit of extra energy. So that's a good thing. And I'm just uh you know, I'm glad that Yah continues working in and through me um, in many ways. So, hallelujah with that. We're going to see who else would like to introduce themselves. Hallelujah. Is there anybody else out there that would like to say good evening to the panel? Good evening, Aditya. Hallelujah. I am grateful to... Yami, you're breaking up. Yami, you're breaking up. And um, I got to um, do some studying, which I enjoyed. So it's been a very nice day. And I'll pass. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Who's next? Hello. Can you hear me? me? We can hear you. This is Marissa, and I am thankful to be here tonight, and I am Brooke Todd, and um, overcoming, I've got to enjoy the Texas weather today, and I got to um, see how it gets, it's, when I about the clothes. Marissa, you're breaking up. Marissa, Marissa, you're breaking up. Can I use your phone then? My phone's happy. Phone. You can try it this way. Okay, I'll use this phone. You don't talk loud enough. I'm sorry. When you're talking face-to-face with the That's right. So can you hear me on here? Is that better? Okay. Sorry. I apologize. So anyways, I am um, Marissa, and I'm thankful for today. And I'm Todd in Texas. And I am able to enjoy the weather today as it's a lot different than it is in Wisconsin. We had some... Wind, we had a moment where it got windy and then it rained a little bit, but it um, was not very long where it lasted, so it was just a, less than an hour of pretty much of like sprinkling rain, and there's a golf cart over there, so if you have noise in the background, it's because Abe's outside with us, so I'm thankful that we have time to spend out here together in this. It's a pretty neat park. The um, what is it called? I can't even think right now. That's okay. Anyways, it's an RV park. 
So I am thankful for for Yahweh and for taking Isaac Abe up today. He's he's learning and I'm thankful that he is in the process of his as well as I am learning. We're both in it to learn about distractions and he gets distracted a lot faster. So it's something that when I think of it, I can pray about it. So hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Something else I could throw in there that I'm thankful for is the fact that I got it with Dana and I was able to get uh, something that was Dana from Divorce Care and I was able to get something in his hands that he was old. So that's another thing I'm thankful to get uh, off my list of things to do. With that having been said, who is next? Anybody else that would like to introduce themselves? All right. Yeah, this is Rock. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man. So, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know how to say it, but I guess uh, I'm grateful that sometimes you got to do things that you don't really like to do. And uh, because it, it forces you to get out of your comfort zone and uh, that makes you grow in character. So, I had to do a lot of technical stuff amongst other detailed administrative things that are very tedious to me amongst, you know, just your your normal marketing or camping or whatever. So it was a, it was an interesting day with all of that. And, uh, still able to somehow stay grateful through it, but uh, it was a challenge at times. I really was uh, not enjoying some of the things I had to do, but I got them moved forward. They're not all completed, but I got things moved forward, so I'm uh, in process of completion of more tasks off my list and um, that being said you know um, I um, I guess I just um, would hope that everybody uh everybody can deal with the technical changes that are coming to them because uh that's all I can uh that's all I can pretty much say is that you know instructionally uh they're welcome to uh 
to continue to get mail through the domain name haymail.us, but it's going to have to uh, be moved to their own private Zoho accounts, and they're going to have to get that rolling because the domain is now not pointing to Google anymore. So uh, that means everybody will not get their emails because Google changed the deal on us and there would be amounts of money to pay and uh, it's just not worth it. You know, we don't make money on it. We were doing it as a a branding and as a convenience and different things like that. And it was cool to, to be able to do, but, you know, the majority of the people didn't really respect the privileges that we had. So therefore we never took it to where it could have gone because most people are not business minded. And uh, so anyway, you know, I, I had to look at a lot of accounts and a lot of people and think through a lot of people that I've been involved with for the last 20 years. And, uh, I guess I just, uh, really had to work through and process feelings and things in the steps today just to just to be able to be grateful and uh, to maintain some type of a positive attitude in the midst of things that would have normally many, many, many years ago brought me way down and maybe put me into a a funk for a long time. I would have maybe, well, I know I would have gotten wasted over the kinds of things that I have been going through many, many years ago. I would have got, I would have got ripped. I would have said, screw it, you know. Um, I wouldn't have dealt with it. Uh, as positively as I did. So I am grateful for that ability to process things. And uh, it's not that it's, it's not that it's like a huge pain or anything or like major wound. It's just, just kind of the reflection uh of dreams that should have happened with different people that didn't happen. And there's just a lot of disappointment in letting me down, I think, because I put forth my share of the deal. I put forth my my part of the bargain. I worked, but a lot of people did it. And uh, I don't know, it seems like that's been an ongoing thing for far too long. And uh, it it does definitely bother me. Uh, I really want to see some leaders rise up. And uh, it's it's definitely due time to have some huge leaders, and not people just poking things with a stick and doing the status quo and living in mediocrity and struggling and I just don't like it. So 
and some of the some of the names are people that are dead and gone and you know so there was a big variety of of looking back and uh like I say I'm grateful that I was able to get through it and uh and process it and deal with it and know that I have the tools to do that that's all pretty cool so development of those skills is I guess what most people would say are pretty priceless things that are now inside me so and I guess you can't you can't appreciate that kind of growth unless you've had to long suffer through it yourself so and meanwhile back at the ranch <laughs> here we are back in Texas so grateful to be uh, back in our new home state and this is kind of a a really cool uh, really cool campground to be at for sure and um, we just took Abe down to the, to the little pond and threw some sticks in the water again we got some film I don't know how good it is because Marissa shot it so I'll have to check her work and see see how uh, how that went but uh, yeah I love y'all and I'm glad to be on tonight well hallelujah 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 thank you for that rock yeah I can see where that would be a challenge and uh Definitely trying to hold up my end of the deal on that as well. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, thanks everybody for sharing. We're going to call Yami forward to pray clear the line. And roll on through. Hallelujah. Yami, are you there? Hallelujah. I made it through. I couldn't get mute to work. She wanted to keep on being in control, and she was conquered. So, hallelujah, we do come this evening with thanksgiving in our heart for the opportunity to um, meet together with Yahweh as um, the champion of um, the evening and for Scribe to be the um, facilitator of, of the opportunity of looking at our day and, um, and hearing some word that seeds that can be planted in our heart grow and um, growing together in Yah's love. Thank you for all that, Father. Now take over, Ruhak, and um, minister according to Yah's plan. Amen. Um,
We will be right back after Testify by Crowder and Social Club Misfits. I was falling apart when heaven rescued me Recover my heart, I want the world to see I can testify, testify From the comforts of my home to a jail cell They try to break me down, but their plan fails I remember like yesterday, still clear as day When I felt I had my whole future stripped away Should have known better, I felt the heat Speeding through the lanes, I was looking for the better me Feeding my desires, ignoring my royal pedigree Bloodline from the heavens, still slept in the penitentiary But I was meant for more So when you say the words I've written, touch you, it's the Lord The pressure that I felt on me, don't feel it anymore You sent me healing from above, there's nothing realer than your love I was falling apart when heaven rescued me Recovered my heart, I want the world to Delivery for some of my prayers. I close my eyes when my stress and anxiety flare. If it comes up like stairs, I know right on time my God will be there. So many blessings coming down, I don't know if it's real. We not scared, I just feel like we should have been here. But I'm prepared, I got nothing to fear. This is God's plan, young man, and not a career. This a calling, I'm all in, I'm done stalling. I'm done waiting for a better time to tell my story. I know this power in the name, and He reminds me who I am.
Hello. Whoops, apparently I was muted. Thank you, Yami. Kodesh Step 10, RIP 2.0, Ruach Reflections is an examination of yourself weighed against every aspect of a perfect walk, a perfect life modeled after the perfect person, Yeshua Messiah. Studying the Kodesh writings seriously is one of the greatest ways to go through each Kippe Kodesh step thoroughly so that nothing is missed in the uh, development of the new you. A great suggestion for a successful, orderly, transformed recovery, love fellowship gathering, LFG format, is to study in oneness each of the listed Kippe Kodesh sacred scriptures for each Kodesh step. Example, as an example, simply pick a weekly, bi-weekly, every other day, or even everyday love fellowship gathering at the appointed time for your love fellowship group to meet. The format you develop will dictate the length of time for each LFG. Activation of numerous small, private, intimate study groups is definitely going to take an army of servant leaders to step up, pun intended. Love fellowship gatherings don't need to be broadcast on Love Live Ruach Remnant Reality Radio, nor does it need to be recorded. But to generate support from multiple locations, the virtual Love Fellowship Gathering can work in conjunction with your local LFG. Kippe Kodesh Step 10 is an activation step that activates the other Kodesh steps once we have taken some some level of action on any given step. We must monitor our progress through the process of our own Yah development. Recording Yahweh actions daily and or even fleshly actions, excuse me, gives us a way of reflecting on our behaviors, good or bad, never for condemnation, but rather for conviction from Ruach. This check by Yah, love from within, leads us into Teshuva, change, or the way Yeshua to transform positively out of an old pattern of thinking, a stronghold or evil wronghold, into a new pattern of thinking, a Yahold. A paradigm is defined by Noah Webster as a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations, along with the experiments performed in support of them, are formulated. Noah Webster, the ultimate wordsmith, had the Kippe Kodesh, had the Kodesh writings in English literally memorized, while in the world, before coming to our understanding of transformation, made available by Love, Inc., through transformed recovery, our paradigms were definitely influenced by ones misleading us through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the, to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. From Colossians 2.8, HRV, Meshul Shliak. Watch that there not be one misleading you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Messiah. Books of Ahava, or love, Yahuwah Yahweh, or I am that I am, Ea, Asher, Ea. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to be, give me one second here. The one thing I didn't do was nail down which scripture we were going to be looking at this evening. Last night we were in Isaiah 2, 12 to the end of the chapter. Tonight we're going to be looking at Psalm 75, 4. If you want to turn there with me, please, that would be fantastic. When you get there, let me know. 
Anybody else there? I missed it again. I was I was talking, talking again. Talking and talking and talking. And distracting. <laughs> ah. Okay. Psalm seventy-five four. I thank you. Yep. Yami, yeah, mean, do you have it? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Okay. We're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at four through eight. David says, I said, or Yahweh says through David, I said to the boastful, do not boast into the wicked. Do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For Exaltations are not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert. But Elohim is the judge. He puts down this one and lifts up this one. For a cup is in the hand of Yahweh, and the wine foams. It is fully mixed. He pours out from it. Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain from its dregs and drink. Oh, what does that have to do with step seven? Well, if you look at step seven, the gist of it is humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. So we're in a position where we're humbly asking Yahweh to remove our shortcomings. Most of those shortcomings, the maintenance of them has to do with the fact that we are sti- that we remain to some extent or another stiff neck. There is something within us that's still boasting about Yahweh or boasting against Yahweh. There's part of our part of us, whether we're aware of it or not, whether we've come to that awareness or not, there is something that has not that we have not allowed to be fully revealed yet. And we're being told not to blow our own horn. Actually, I'm kind of amazed that it says that. It almost suggests that you don't blow your own shofar. Um, that that practice in and of itself would be an act of wickedness. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltations are not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert. Basically saying Yahweh is the judge. He will exalt. Once we've humbled ourselves, once we've come into his presence and we've asked him to remove or to soften our necks, to make our necks more pliable. And I don't know about anybody else, but a lot of times when I when I hear The scripture's talking about being stiff-necked. Um, you recall some of these African tribes that have varying sizes of rings going from their, their clavicles all the way up to their neck, and it actually stretches the neck. Or um, some kind of fixture or um, 
I don't know, maybe like a collar that an EMT would put on to prevent neck injury, to to keep the neck stiff, to keep the neck from turning. The idea that we've actually put that on on a spiritual basis on ourselves so that we can't turn our heads is in many ways self-defeating. Because if we can't if we can't turn our heads left or right, there's odds are pretty good that we can't bend the neck forward or bow it either. There's too much there's too much of us left that wants to maintain a level of secrecy from our brothers and sisters. Obviously, we're not keeping anything from Yahweh. He already knows it's there. And he's brought us this far, and he's, you know, we should be wondering why we're not letting him take the rest of it and why we're continuing to expose ourselves to what amounts to the bottom of the barrel, to a bottom of the barrel life that doesn't have to be experienced if we would just let him do what he does best. And again, this is one of those situations where I can't help but be convicted when I open my mouth and speak on the matter. I'm getting better on a daily basis, thankfully, but I know I've still got work to do. Verse 8 is definitely not a positive proclamation. For a cup is in the hand of Yahweh, and the wine foams, and it is fully mixed. And he pours out from it. Surely all the wicked, all the wicked of the earth must drain its dregs and drink. Now, I, wouldn't, I don't want to really be counted in with that list. I don't want to be among the wicked. But what comes from the bottom of the barrel is going to be more bitter. It's not going to have the same flavor. It's not going to have the same taste. It's going to be thicker. It's going to be grainier. It's going to be more like coffee than wine. And it's going to be more potent. It's going to, it's going to do more damage. And you know, some might ask themselves, well, why would Yahweh force you to you know, to drink from that. And it's like, Yahweh's not. We're choosing to drink from that because of lack of appropriate and necessary behavior to let Yahweh do what he would rather do. And that's train us from this point forward. But it's not going to happen unless in our asking him to remove to remove our shortcomings, we let him remove all of it, all of them. And we don't try to hide anything from him. You know, we don't try to, to obscure or um I know, there's another word that that I'm thinking of that is not crossing my mind right now. So that 
that's my take on uh, Psalm 75, 4 through 8. If anybody else wants to share on that, the line is open. Hallelujah. All right, if nobody speaks up, I'm going to have to start calling on people. Um, it's Yami, and uh, I don't know what the word D-R-E-G-S, Drake, what is that? The bottom of the barrel? Is that yes, Yes, that's the bottom of the barrel. Once once that barrel is fully upright and most of the wine has been poured out or whatever the liquid is, or well, in this case, it would be wine, okay, that's going to be the skins, that's going to be the dirt that, that settled out, that's going to be all the yuck that's at the bottom of the barrel. Okay, so then the foam is what? The good stuff that, that comes to the top or... Is it like when you purify gold, you have to scrape out the stuff that it comes to the top? Or what? what is the foam represent, the wine foam? It's fully mixed and it's poured. Yeah, when, when you, yeah when, when you open a barrel of wine, Yami, it's kind of just like champagne. It's under a certain amount of pressure, and once you tip it, it's going to foam a little. It's going to foam a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So okay. that's not necessarily better quality stuff. It's just part of what wine does. Okay. So I guess, um, well, my take on this is, um, you know, Dean always caught me on that because I would just be sharing a testimony and I'd be real happy about it. And he would say, you sound like you're bragging. And I said, well, I'm not bragging about me. I'm, you know, testifying to the majesty of our, of our creator. But um, Dean Dean um, saw that when I spoke that I was boastful about it. (laughs) So I'm not, I knew my heart was not doing it to, to boast on myself, but doing it because I was so happy to be used by the, my, mighty um, gifts that Yah places within us. But um, to to Dean's ear, it sounded like boasting, so I always um, was what, tried to be careful on that. And like I remember, um, you know, when, when I was involved in a miracle and, and somebody got on stage and, you know, at church, that I went to, 
and testified bringing up my name and I'm right there in the audience and all eyes go to me and I felt I felt um fear about that because um I didn't want people to look toward me, you know, the testimony is the is what our Messiah did for that person, not for me, and I remember how humble I felt, and and that my words were very careful to bring the majesty to our Messiah rather than focus on me, and it was a real uncomfortable place. Um, so you know, this says it um, that. Um, I don't want to lift my horn on high, and I don't want to um, speak with a stiff neck. And I, I guess Yah was protecting me from having a stiff neck because inside of me, um, I knew that wouldn't please Yah. I knew that I couldn't be elevated, but He needs to, because um, like in six when it says. For excitations are not from the east or from the west or from the desert, but Elohim is the judge. And he puts down this one and lifts up this uh, other. And that's true. And, um, you know, him elevating me um, is definitely... Sure, it's before man, but it, it's an inside thing. It's um, just under becoming even more humble, understanding, remembering how what I did flowed through me didn't come from me. Um, and it, in in eight, when it says, "For a cup is in the hands of Yahweh." And the wine foam, it is fully mixed, and he pours out from it. Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain its dregs. And now that I understand, that means, like just today, I, I had some some health. Um, it, it was a health drink, and... Um, it had fruit and vegetables in there. And when I took my last drink of it, there was like um, sand. And um, I realized that um, that was, would be the drugs in it, the, that stuff that settles on the bottom. Even though I had shaped it, I didn't drink it real fast and things went to the bottom. And it, it says, the wicked um, um, must drain its dregs and drink. So all that, I drank that too. I did. I drank the whole thing because I didn't want to waste it, but it, it sure was um, grimy at the end. You know, I, that grainy um, taste that didn't make it taste better. It's harder to enjoy it. So, 
you know, and it's referring to something going on in Revelation. So that means this is talking about the end times and, you know, and the, the, um, all the things that, that, that's been settled in, um, people's lives that are going to have to be dealt with and not going to be easy. And it, it says, surely all the wicked must drain it drain. Now, I'm hoping that means that um, we will have kept um, um, our portion from having drain, you know, that we've already dealt with those things that are hard so that um, we can can be free and won't have to to at the end have our worst experience in life but have um, our best because um, we're we're with him we're in the place of pleasing Yah, and and those things have all been dealt with, and that's why we're on this line, to deal with those things, and deal with them now sooner than later. <laughs> so anyhow, I'll pass with that. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, not something we really want to drink from because if you've ever had uh, a cup of coffee from closer to the bottom, you know, that chewing that stuff up isn't all that tasty. And now, if if the dregs in Yaw's keg are... The is insinuates the worst of the worst. If it's alluding to the worst of the worst, then experiencing or tasting that in any way, shape, or form is not going to be is not going to be a pleasant experience. So, hallelujah. Who's next? Miss Winnie, that your last word down. Yes, Peggy. I'm gonna talk. Just hold on. Um, I'm here. I like how you said that about if the drag is in in Yaskaya. I can't even read my writing. Hallelujah. Looting. Okay. Anyways, I was reading it, and um, trying to think. See, so, yeah, because it says about um, dregs, it has um, but what you talk about is the remnants left in the. I just lost it. Left in the container together with any sediment or grounds, in the most worthless part or parts of something. So like. As Yami was explaining her drink, makes me think of 
Why is my phone doing that? Oh. Anyways, the um like the osteo I get the osteo in the bottom of the cup or the bottle sometimes so it's take like the little white white chunks, little white flakes, whatever you want to call it. So I just pretty much just don't drink that part but it's um that's why I usually let it sit sit with water and then it thickens up and then it'll become like a drink with mad milk to it but um so I know that um, it talks about and hear about number. Because you're saying in number um, five, do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. But like, and then the forces. I said to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. So like. I'm not quite sure what they mean by those two. But then I, I put exaltation is um is a feeling of a state of extreme happiness. So but they're saying that it doesn't come from the other directions. It comes from from Elohim that he can judge us and give us the right right judgment. And um And then for a, for a cup is in the hand of Yahweh for my thumbs. So there's a lot of different different verses in here that go of different, I would think it would be different ways of explaining them or in the ways that I can understand them. But um, as all of us know, we don't want to eat anything as foam that tastes weird or, or anything like that. And then it says he... So four cup is in the hand of Yahweh and the wine foams it is fully mixed. He pours out from it, surely all the wicked of the earth must drain its dregs and drink. He pours out from it, surely all the wicked. So they're saying that the the wicked will just drink from the the nasty parts of it. So as long as we stay well in Yahweh we'll have good good things to drink. And that's what he's he's that's what he talks about not being getting drunk on the the wine. So he wants us to be righteous in him and drunk in the, the ruach, which is um, a drinking of Yahweh's cup instead of the alcohol, the man-made. Well, alcohol is not man-made, but um. They have to go through a process to make it, but um, I'm just I'm tired. So I know that um, Yahweh knows what is good and what is not, and as He is our, our judge, that we have our um, happiness in Him, and then He gives us he, He'll give us good good things to drink and not not the nasty parts. So we just I'm thankful that Yahweh helps us with the good things and helps us separate from the wicked ways and the wicked things. Others who are in the ways of wickedness and that we don't have to be like that. And that he that he won't give us 
nasty stuff. So, hallelujah. And we have um, Yahweh's goodness. So that's how I look at look at us. I have Yahweh's goodness. Okay. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Shemayak Rock, you got some thoughts on this one for us tonight? Uh, yeah. Clear? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. So, um, you know, it just takes me back to the original intoxication that actually happened for me. And, uh, you know, I had a real miraculous experience and, uh, there was no, there was no question what I was seeking. I found, and that was something that would be a higher high than anything this world had to offer. And the, correlation to alcohol which was you know something I had a love affair with for so long as a young person and alcohol was so much a part of our culture as Germans you know and just everything was centered around alcohol it was all centered around drinking and uh, you know the whole concept of being filled with new wine and really being able to have something that's better that Yah completely has endorsed and put his name on, you know, it's, it's not just Ruach, it's Yah's Ruach, you know, it's his breath breathing into our lungs and filling us up. And getting that kind of a of a high from breathing something in, you know, is just really a, a miraculous thing. And I've had the the good fortune of of being someone who is willing to trust him and pull out all the stops quite often over the years and just really let him have his way. And those intoxications that have come over and over and over and, you know, he just keeps refilling me and continuing to keep me filled really throughout most days if I wouldn't have as much in me as I have, I would fall. I wouldn't be able to handle the pressures of life. I wouldn't be able to handle the responsibilities, the the challenges, the testing. But it's that ongoing, continual... Intoxication. It's it's so cool that that word came to us right on the transform line one night, 
it was just uh, really pretty miraculous in the Transform meeting when we actually, you know, came upon that revelation of how much greater to be intoxicated than it is to be intoxicated. And uh, I... I really can't recommend it any higher than what I am. It's, it's the greatest thing that you can do for yourself is to go there and keep going, you know. Keep going because when you're in him and he's in you and it's it's this, you know, broship that you're having this bromance of love with him. It's something that takes you places that nothing else can really. There's nothing else that can get you there. And uh, you find later on when you really need to deal with something that it was those times in complete intoxication that actually built you up. And it actually does say that in the scriptures that the Ruach is going to be there to build you up. So I believe that when you come out the other end of this in the Kitve 7 and you really hit that place of I got to have this stuff removed and you look at the removal, you you can know that I can remove this stuff, but I have to replace it with something. So the removal and the replacement is a key factor in the Kid Face 7. And when you find yourself getting rid of something bad that's obviously bad, Anybody that looks at it, they're just like, oh, you know, and it's, it's a demon. It's a defect. It's a, it's an evil thing that's in your heart that needs to be cut out or circumcised. It needs to be, it needs to go. It's an evil stronghold that needs to be tore down. It's a curse that needs to be broken. And all these things leave an empty space when you get rid of that part of you that was so rotten to the core that it just had to go. And when you get rid of it to put the replacement in there just perfectly the way he fits and the intoxication of that whole experience of just being high on him. It's one of the greatest feelings of all time. So you not only got the relief of getting rid of something that's been a nemesis to your very soul, it's been something that's been your antagonist, it's been your 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 fight. Now the fight is done. You got rid of it, it's gone. You don't have to deal with it anymore. Now you're going to replace it with something much better. And 
that is what I would highly recommend to everybody. If you haven't already done that on not one thing, not two things, not three things, but it usually happens one at a time. So you don't just, you know, write all your defects out in the kit bay four and all of a sudden you, you get to, you know, kit bay seven and boom, they're all removed in one day. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a, it's a process of working it out, you know, and what's, what's hard is when they jump back up and all of a sudden they're present and they're staring you in the face and you thought you had gotten rid of them and they show back up again and they rear their ugly head and they look at you and you're just like, what the, you know, where did you come from? I thought you were gone. And just was laying dormant in there somewhere and somehow got resurrected and tried to rule the day one more time. And it's it's going back, and when that happens, just kicking that demon right in the face and saying, you're done. Knocking them out, bagging them up, and throwing them into the lake of fire, getting rid of them. you got to kick them out. You can't keep them as your little pets. Because that is not going to be a good battle plan. Because they will come back if you don't completely, thoroughly, intensely remove everyone. One by one. Day by day. Hour by hour got to get it rid, rid of it completely and there's a drunkenness that's going to be in the middle of it all you're going to you're going to find yourself in some fights and it's just like you just want to get loaded you just want to praise them sometimes i just crank the music on and i just sing it was actually that happened not too long ago we just we were driving and i turned on the message not that you guys were even in the time zone that we were supposed to be on. I looked at it. I thought I had two more hours. And uh, I didn't because I, you know, had the the clock and the truck on, on you know, California, Phoenix, uh, West Coast time. And I just was singing. Kind of like a bunch of drunks sitting around a jukebox, you know. Buzz. High, and I would just took off into the Ruach and blocked all the evil out and just had a time. And sometimes we just got to do that too, you know, just soaking it. Intoxication is the way to go. Get completely mikvahed in it. Completely immersed from head to toe in the Ruach HaKodesh and fire. And you will be intoxicated. You'll love it. Hallelujah. Don't hold back anymore. Just let it go. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Rock. Um, good stuff. I am ashamed to say that it's been far longer than it should be since I've allowed that to happen. Uh, definitely not on the bucket list. Um, want it to happen far before that. Um, but anyway, we are going to break from, for a few minutes here. When we come back, we'll get into our daily meditation and then our uh, whatever prayer. Hallelujah. This is no doubt about it.
ourselves among a very special group of people who have suffered like us and found recovery in their experience. Freely shared, we found hope for ourselves. If the program worked for them, it would work for us. A newcomer walks into his or her first meeting shaking and confused. People are milling about, refreshments and literature are set out. The meeting starts after everyone has drifted over to their chairs and settled themselves in. After taking a bewildered glance at the odd assortment of folks in the room, the newcomer asks, why should I bet my life on this group? After all, they're just a bunch of addicts like me. Though it may be true that not many of our members had much going for us when we got here, the newcomer soon learns that the way we are living today is what counts. Our meeting is filled with addicts whose lives have turned completely around. Against all odds, we are recovering. The newcomer can relate to wherever we've been and draw hope from where we are now. Today, every one of us has the opportunity to recover. Yes, we can safely entrust our lives to Yahweh and to TR, so long as we work the program, the payoff is certain. Freedom from active addiction and a better way of life. Just for today, the recovery of the recovery I've found in transformed recovery is a sure thing. By basing my life on it, I know I will grow. Hallelujah. Marissa, are you ready with your whatever prayer? Yes, I am. Just hold on just a moment. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hello? Okay. Yes, we, we can hear you. Yeah. Again, I see. Oh, my gosh. I just got blinded with wax headlights. Let your humility be made known to all men. Our master is at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to Elohim. And the peace of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, <coughs> will keep your hearts and your minds through Messiah Yeshua. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever pure, whatever lovely, whatever good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's any praise, think on these things. And what things you learned and received and heard and set in me, practice these things, and the Elohim of Shalom will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on RIP 2.0 Ruach Reflections. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. Abiyah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for our time together. We thank you for the Mishpachah. 
Abba, we just ask as we lay our heads down that you would berachot our rest, that you would help us to ponder on the good things that we've heard. And Abba, that you would bring us back tomorrow morning at 7.37 a.m. Eastern, 6.37 a.m. Central, and 5.30 a.m. Mountain for praise, prayer, decree, and declare where we start our day with Yahweh. This is Shalak Scribe, St. Leila Tov, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning and then again tomorrow evening for more Rip 2.0. Hallelujah. Leila Tov, and good night, everybody. Good night.
Come 